Well, what a great gospel this was tonight. Uh, it starts right off with a question about our ultimate concern about our salvation. Lord, are they few in number who are going to be saved? And Jesus replied, he did not directly answer their question, but he gave no number or no percentages. He said, strive to enter through the narrow gate. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. And perhaps this reply sends chills up our spines. Maybe we are thinking, oh my God, what chance do I have? I know all my sinfulness, all my foolishness. I know my sins and my foolishness. How will I make it through this narrow gate? And I believe scripture tells us two things. It tells us two things about how we should deal with our salvation. It tells us to be neither presumptuous nor hopeless. And I want to take a look at both. First, do not be presumptuous. We do not want to presume our salvation. The question in today's gospel is, are there few saved? Comes from the Jewish mindset of the day. And because they were God's chosen people, some of the Jews thought that they had exclusive right to salvation. If it was not there exclusively, at least they had a giant chance, a head start over anyone who was not Jewish. And they would say, sir, open for us. We ate and drank in your company. You taught in our streets. Jesus attacked the presumptuous attitude. I do not know where you are from. They had no claim on salvation because of their nationality or their religion. On the contrary, people will come from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. They will come from everywhere and recline at the table of the kingdom of God. So I want to bring this ancient Jewish mindset right now to our own day here and to ourselves. Do we think that we have a hold on salvation because we are Catholic, or at least a head start over those who are not Catholic? Do we say, sir, open for us. We attended Mass every Sunday. We ate and drank at your Eucharistic table. We've said our prayers and made our novenas. And just for safety's sake, we've made the nine First Fridays several times. We have merited our salvation, so open for us. And Jesus attacks this presumptuous attitude the same way. I tell you, I do not know where you are from. We do not want to feel hopeless. We do not want to be hopeless about our salvation. 
We believe that God wills the salvation of everyone. And we believe that Jesus died for you and for me. He died for all of us. He wanted to save every one of us. He has opened the door for us and for everyone that came from the east and the west and the north and the south. Just listen to what Paul said. He told the Romans, If God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall bring a charge against God's chosen ones? God who justifies. Who shall condemn them? Christ who died, who is at the right hand of God, and who intercedes for all of us. So there's no room for presumption or for believing that we have it made because of who we are or because of anything that we have done. And neither is there room for despair because Jesus lived and died. Jesus lived and died for you and for me. He died for all of us and is now interceding for each and every one of us. What then can we believe? Well, Jesus said, Strive to enter the narrow through the narrow gate. Jesus lived the narrow gate. He fasted and he prayed that he would always be ready to do the Father's holy will. He accepted suffering, although he did not prefer it. Father, if it is possible, take this suffering away from me. Jesus did not always understand suffering. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He lived a selfless life, giving himself to others, even though at times he got fed up with people and grew tired of the crowds making demands on him. He loved even though when it was not easy. It was not easy to love, and he kept on loving to the point of death. So listen. That's the narrow gate. Jesus lived. He calls us to do the same. Jesus' life and death was not cheap. Our life is not cheap. My life and your life, our life is not cheap. Salvation is not cheap. Salvation is not easy. It's not the easy promise of some of our electronic evangelists and radio television preachers who ask for money and they promise cheap. If it was not theirs exclusively, at least, at least they had a giant chance. I lost my place. Uh, just for condolences, I stepped on my glasses the other day. <laughs> and these were bought at Walmart. And my daughter tells me they're girls. And I have the darnest time figuring out whose fingerprints are on those. So anyway, we're listening to Paul, to the Romans. 
And we're now we're listening to the, the, what the narrow gate is. Jesus lived and he calls us to do the same. Jesus' life and death was not cheap. Our life is not cheap. Salvation is not cheap. Salvation is not easy. It's not the easy promise of some of our electronic evangelists and radio television announcers who for money promise cheap grace. Here's the point I want to make though. Salvation, this is the first point I want to make. Salvation is more than declaring I have found Jesus Christ and I am saved. Closer to the truth is the story of the great Protestant theologian Richard Nyberg. Richard Nyberg was once crossing the campus at Yale University. And when a young evangelist stopped him and asked, are you saved? Yes, Nyberg replied. When? Asked the evangelist. Nyberg answered, every day. Salvation is our everyday business. Every day we live in another opportunity to live as saved people, to be selfless again. And we prefer to be selfish, to love once again when it is difficult to love, and to accept suffering again when though we don't know why. And the main point is this, every day, every day we live is another opportunity to live the narrow gate as Jesus did.